0: Extraordinary Asian Women is a podcast featuring Asian women and the journey to their extraordinary lives. My name is Claudia Chen, and in this journey together, I'll help you build the curiosity to know yourself, the compassion to love yourself, and the courage to be yourself in order to bring out the unicorn in you. As a life coach, wife, and mom, I will share with you my stories along with other Asian women to inspire and encourage you to live the life you've always dreamed of. Excited about this. Let's go. Hey, friends, welcome to the Extraordinary Asian Women Podcast. I'm really excited about this episode because it has been a year since I had interviewed a lot of um, Asian ladies. After June of last year, I stopped and didn't really do anything with it. So now that I have my podcast again, I really want to bring some Asian ladies back up to share their wisdoms with you. And I'm really excited about today's guest. She is an entrepreneur and my son is actually one of her students. Her name is Annie Hardak. Hi, Annie. How are you?
1: Hi, Claudia. Thank you for inviting me onto your podcast.
0: Yeah, so great to have you on here. Annie, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners?
1: Yes. So I am an educator and an entrepreneur. So I have been an entrepreneur since, uh, well, for almost 30 years. And, uh, but as an educator, I really only find out that how big my passion is as an educator since COVID, but I have been teaching young children since uh, 2010, so 12 years. (laughs) I've been in the education field, but I didn't feel as an educator until two years ago. Wow. (laughs) I'm passionate about it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Annie, can you tell
0: us a little bit about your cultural background?
1: Yes, I was born and raised in Hong Kong, and I came to Canada in 1980. You can do the math, it's more than 40 years. So uh, I am immersed into the culture of Canadian culture. I would call myself now as like a proud uh, Asian Canadian entrepreneur.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. And Annie and I really connected because we both came from Hong Kong and I was born there and raised there. And I actually came here when I was 11. So when we talked, we really connected that way. Yes. Yes. Any from your own journey, what was the biggest obstacle you had to overcome to be who you are today?
1: Uh, I would say it's always like myself that's stopping myself from doing, like actually receiving. <laughs> receiving. I, I think that's part of maybe we were brought up in the Asian culture. You know, be humble, don't brag. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and, and like, you, have you i don't know whether you recall like even now some people still do it it's fighting for the bill after they have dim sum the older generations right yeah oh, let me pay for <laughs> i said they almost tear off like the bill you know well yeah it's so that, interesting it's almost about like, polite, the... like being polite you know yeah. to them yeah, well, yeah, it's just
0: receiving that I, I'm so interested in. Like, what do you think it is that makes us not want to receive? Like, so reluctant to receive?
1: Uh, for me, I think they like being brought up that way that, you know, when someone gives you a gift and, oh, no, 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 thank you, thank you, you know, <laughs> take it. Oh, it's my treat, my treat, right? You know? <laughs> that, that, that's why I end up at the restaurant is like... <laughs> So who's paying? Like they both wanted to pay. Like to me, I, I, I'm, I'm westernized. Yeah, go and pay for it. <laughs> I will not fight. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's just one example. But I remember when I was studying um, in, um, you know, elementary and uh, secondary school, actually, like in Hong Kong, that's where I uh, went to. Like other students, even they did really well in their exams no one brag about they did well they all say oh I missed this question oh I did this <laughs> but this right even they were so humble I don't know like it's humble like not trying to say they did well like in their exam because I noticed that when they came to grade 12 I came here uh, the first year in Canada I went to grade 12 and that's what I noticed the difference because when I hear all the uh, students, talking about how well they did in the test and how well they do this. Like, I'm possibly talking about, wow, that's really, I I haven't really heard of that in the community that I was brought up from. That's why I think uh, what's the obstacle that I had was shy from receiving what is supposed to be like it and also talk about your success your wins right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's not a bragging and it's not uh, i i remember i i did well in lots of things like when i was in um in secondary school in hong kong but i always have friends that it's very um uh, sarcastic and then every time it's like and, and as if like they, they would almost say the word you're showing off again you know -hmm. So when you did well in certain things, right? I I actually broke all the records, swimming record in my in my secondary school, like every year, like all the record, right? So by the time I think it 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 was only maybe fifteen years ago that they finally someone broke all the like the final one that. (laughs) But but what's wrong with being good at things? I think uh, when I was in that environment, then I couldn't you know, really trying to do my best because I just thought I'm going to be <laughs> getting other people not liking me, like especially my, my friends or like I felt that they were my <laughs> friends, right? Um, but up to now, even I because I, I, I communicate and do business with different cultures. So I still know, I, I noticed that's such a big difference. So it's at my advantage now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to understand what their um uh, culture and how they receive and how they um speak brain right? like so from for my way of talking or my way of passionate about what I do and some people in the in my Asian culture might not accept it right like especially like um you know those who been in the Asian culture and also when they come to Canada or North America, they still just immersed in their own culture, not enough like embracing into the all the different cultures.
0: Mm-hmm. How did you break away from like not being able to receive? Like, um, what is the key thing that allowed you to be open to receiving right now?
1: Uh, right now, <laughs> I think first one I noticed probably is my age. <laughs> <laughs> because when you're younger like you like, or, or those like in their 20s like earlier right they care so much about what the others say right so I I'm actually going to turn 60 in November of this year mm-hmm. so I already saying I don't really care <laughs> what the others say because I need to live the rest of my life like happy and doing things that I wanted right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah I actually started that even in my 30s when I uh, started my home-based business which it started out from this basement right Mm -hmm. and I didn't care about what the others say at that time when I was in the 30s that I need that break I was burned out like I just like uh, I was a system consultant like that's my own business (laughs) but I was commuting to the city. Um, and then had my uh, young uh, baby, baby. And I decided that's not the type of life that I want, right? Mm-hmm. So then I, I did worry because I, I actually was in depression at that time um, because of the divorce and, and things, lots of things going on. And my son was like, just turned, almost turned four when we got divorced. Um, so everything just kind of crumbling. What I thought were what I supposed to do. <laughs> To achieve in life, I thought, oh, I reached there, but then my life sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, career wise, I was getting ahead and I had my business. Like, yeah, but so, so that's when I started to reevaluate my life, right? Mm-hmm. But it takes a long time mm-hmm. to actually uh, do it and noticing what I want in life. That, I think everyone that's searching for what's your purpose and what you want in life right mm-hmm. so but to be able to know to it's okay to receive it took me a long time I think it's just the um probably these past few years mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting more out there and saying yes I don't care anymore What. <laughs> <laughs> people think. yeah that is such a long journey uh, in terms of but also business-wise there are reason why it's only like these past um two years that I'm like two and a half years that I'm able to speak up more yeah so there are other reasons that um that stop me from yeah
0: I think it is one of the things that a lot of people have trouble with is to get to know who they are and to be able to receive because they care so much about what other people think and what what you were talking about like it really nicely led us to what we want to really focus on tonight which is creating your own goals having your own vision which is the topic that we want to talk about so could you share with our listeners what are some of the key points so that they can create their own goals
1: Yeah, before setting up uh, the the goals, I think it's a vision of what you want in life. I know that's very too abstract, like people don't know what, how, how are they supposed to know? But I think it's the lived experience that you have. So sometimes it might take you time to actually know what you want in life, but at least you make a decision. That's very important. You make a decision of how you want to live your life, say five years, 10 years from now, what would make you happy, that type of life, whether it's traveling around the world or have a family, staying local and, you know, um, and have lots of friends and party. Like, uh, you know, that that you can surely define that what you want. If you don't know, go and live it. Just lived it for a month or two, like that's lifestyle, and you're saying no, that's not for me, right? Just try it, right? Don't imagine saying that. Oh, I like to travel the world, and then you never even gone to one country, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Outside of your own uh, uh, even province or uh, your own town, right? There are people like that, right? Like mm-hmm. that. So don't saying like something that's so remote that you never even experience it. Right and don't give your excuse that so first is find that vision, because Mm -hmm. even if it's wrong you live through it right so have that because without that final vision, you cannot set all those goals, because once because those goals just help you to get there your vision right so say if I want to like like this is what I do like so I have like eight, every 18 years almost like a big change in my life right like so I had the period when I came to Canada with I was just turning 18 um, and then and then I got married and um, have my kids right and and that's another one and then I started raising my son as a single parent when he was four so each, there are different stages. So you cannot set the vision and you say, I'm not going to change it for the whole rest of my life. <laughs> because it, It's not possible. Life keeps changing, all right, on you. But that's why it's so important at least saying, I'm very clear, I wanted a family life, right? Or someone saying, I'm pretty clear for 10 years, I'm going to be single and I'm going to live a different vision, right? Mm-hmm. So be clear on that type, like the vision that you choose, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can say, okay, now I'm going to set my goal. Say for this year, I am going to do this. So in all area of decision, like financially, right? Your, your, your career, what do you have to do in order to get to your vision, right? Mm-hmm. And then your, your uh, lifestyle, do I need to change my lifestyle in order to get to what that next, like the, the vision that I want, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, what about the family, the relationship I have with all the other people? Like in my case, I need to build my community because my next business, not next to I am running it, <laughs> this new business ventures that I'm uh, developing, expanding require me to have lots of connection worldwide. Because I have that vision that what I want, how I want to live my life for the next 10, 18 years. So I know what type of goal I have to set. So I started to connect and build the community that would help me ha- having the connection globally. Okay? Mm-hmm. But the, the worst thing is like what I find was when I was in my, For my 20s, like early 30, I finished university. So I got married and I got got my job in like a a big bank, like one of the major banks, right? And then I moved up pretty fast. And uh, when my marriage, which I had, I I ignored all those flags, right? Because you're just focusing on the career side, right? When my marriage failed and my... Like when I felt my work sucks or <laughs> like I didn't like the money. that's when I just thought, wow, I've been climbing like so focused into getting uh, moving up the the ladder in the bank or like things, and then I felt like I I I had been climbing, climbing to the rooftop and looked down and thought, that's not where I want to go. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I think what you said it was so interesting because a lot of people, when we talk about setting goals, people only think about like oh their careers, yeah, or their um how much money they are go, going going to make, but there are so many aspects in life that we don't actually set the goal as to what we want. Do we want to have a better relationship with our spouse? Do we want to have a better relationship with our kids? But like the mentality is that we have to like first make money so that we can have security and then all the rest comes after but that's not true you have to look at everything else in order to have a balance
1: yes so for me i think like throughout my whole life it's the quality of life Mm -hmm. once you know it's the quality then you know what you're going after right because some like sometimes um people think you need lots of money and lots of uh, material thing to be happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to me, I just thought, no, it's like my time, it was more money that no one can pay me for yeah. the time that I want for myself, right? Mm-hmm. Totally like me. So it's different way of uh, value, mm-hmm. say, uh the type of life, the quality of life. Mm -hmm. So like to me, that's important. And I even you give me the whole world, like of money when I have no health, what's the point? You know, (laughs) I can't spend it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, but anyway, so what I say, if I chose quality of life is my vision, where I want to go so for the next 10 years and to me I judge the like my vision of quality of life is for me able to travel like from now on when, when I was like have my little kid I didn't think that was my quality of life my quality of life is being able to spend more time and uh, like growing together and have a more stable life so, so, there are changes, and some people they got stuck was because they cannot change to the next phase of mm-hmm. their life, right? So they feel stuck because they're not moving to something that they um, they wanted, but their their action is doing the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> so they get the opposite results, <laughs> and they wonder why, because they didn't have the vision that the uh, like that type of life, what type of life you want. And so you've been just doing these small decisions. Every small decision that you make was going to the opposite. Like I mentioned to you, having a life that being able to travel and do uh, lots of things, the freedom, that's very different than someone that wanted to uh, have a stable family life. Mm -hmm. So when you have goals that as little goal, but you don't know what your final one is, you might be going to the wrong place. Right. Yeah. And I think like what what I
0: want to explore a little bit is just the fact that when we are growing up, we actually don't know what we want, right? Because that vision is not there. That vision is instilled by our parents, it's instilled by us our society. So all we wanted is the money, or maybe even the spouse that we marry, right? Like that's what they want. It's
1: security. Yeah, the money is just child. The, the, like a, as a child, you want that security. Is mm-hmm. you know, even you have uh, parents, have families, right? Some people, like some kids, may not have them. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily just money. It's that that comfort and security. Mm-hmm. Yeah and uh, they they it. They yeah you know. yeah so like at a certain point
0: then when it clashes with the internal value then that's the part where they're like oh i'm kind of stuck it's like and that's the part where it's like oh maybe it's time for me to look take a look at what is it that i really want instead of what my parents want instead of what my spouse want right or yeah, maybe part even- of the
1: growing up Right? yeah it is part of so, so that's why i think that like even the <clears throat> some some parents have trouble when their kids are teenager, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. now they started to wonder what is the type of life that they want to because sometimes it might be different than what their parents expecting right mm-hmm. so <laughs> mm-hmm. so because teenager they are starting to grow up that's why I think everyone has to notice, not just themselves, their kids, their spouse, their parents, they go through different stage of life. So how come your parents don't look like they're themselves like 20, 30 years ago? Because they change, you know, Mm -hmm. change, but whether it's changing for the better or little. So as if sometimes even in relationship, you wonder how come you don't know that person anymore because you're not in the same pace. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're growing at the different place and different area, that's when you have the conflict. If you're not knowing that person has grown and maybe they're growing for the better for them, Mm -hmm. it might not be what you wanted, expected them to be, right? That's those conflicts, right? But allowing others to grow, that's important. Instead of stopping someone else to grow and stop someone from thriving, that's mm-hmm. what I see is like even for business, right? Some people, <laughs> they, they're trying to trash someone else's business or even in politics, trash someone else to raise themselves instead of doing better about themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's my point of view.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we're coming to a close. any final thoughts you would like to
1: give our listeners any to the listeners uh I would say always take responsibility because now we uh, I'm pretty sure your listeners are adults <laughs> right as um adults, we have to take the responsibility instead of blaming anyone or looking outwards about other people that do you wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you have to be the one that notice. Why do they do things like? Did they take advantage of you or whatever? But what if I am a person that have my own stand and I speak up? The other person would not be behaving that way. If it's internal change that needs to be done, not someone else. Not to, don't try to fix anyone else. Like. Yeah. If, right. yourself, if you don't want something you don't want that person like if when you change those people will just like like a fly like they either attract to you or they go away from you
0: right? that is such an <laughs> awesome sharing um any where can people find you if they want to work with you
1: Um, so i'm on linkedin i just love for business like if business to business Contact me on LinkedIn and I'm on there as Annie Hardock. And you'll notice also my Chinese name. Oh, I need to say it. Yun I, Kam. I just feel so good now that I started to use my Chinese name that I have left it for 40 years because I started to be conscious about my own culture that I wouldn't want to leave. So I, I can speak fluent uh, Cantonese and I can read and write. Cantonese and I have learned Mandarin so I can do a little conversation so contact me um, and, and another one is on uh, social media Facebook and um, IG yeah Instagram
0: okay thank you so much Annie we'll have all of those in the show notes. thank you so much for being on this podcast thank you